0: Hey everybody, guess what? This is the 101st, does that make sense? 101 episodes of The Hippie Christian Who Cares. 101. I'm like the Dalmatians, you know what I'm saying? Like I could dedicate an episode to every Dalmatian that's on Disney. Exciting. I am Chrissy Baki. I am The Hippie Christian Who Cares. And I called this podcast, The Hippie Christian Who Cares, because I care. I care about you. I care about my God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Triune God. And I want everybody to think about their spirituality and getting to know this amazing God. Of mine and yours, and that we are made in his image. And just let's talk about the things that we believe in and the things that we question. And let's just get to know this amazing God and this amazing Savior who came to earth to live and to die and to raise again from the dead so that we could live in heaven forever. Like that's as simple as it gets. It's Jesus loves me, this I know. And that's why I do this podcast. I'm excited because the podcast first aired, the trailer first aired on May 3rd of 2021. And on June 6th of 2021, the first episode actually aired, Um, and it was called Pondering the Lord's Prayer. I was taking myself way too seriously, and it has just run amok since. That one has the most listens, because I think somebody like occasionally (laughs) joins in and is like, yay, I'm going to listen. They go to listen to the first one, and then it's downhill from there. Just kidding. Stick with me. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. So I'm cracking up because I think that these stats that I'm giving you that sounds like I'm bragging, I'm not. I have exactly 117 followers. That's up by like two from a little bit ago, right? So, yay, me for growth, and yay, you. Um, big shout outs to my sister Susie, who legit is like my PR person and like tells people at her workplace all the time and her customers. Um, do you listen to podcasts? You should listen to my sisters, it's really good. Um, Paul actually tried to make a commercial for me one time, but being the brainiac that I'm not, I couldn't figure out how to download it. Um, I should re-figure, try to re-figure that out, or I can't even remember if he emailed it to me or what, but at least I could use it as a testimony, right? Um, I get about 27 plays per episode, so that really tells you how many people are following me. Uh, but here's the deal. Who cares? I'm the hippie Christian who cares. So who cares? It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter, you know, what you think. It just matters that if you listen, it was meant to be that you were supposed to hear something that applied to you, or that brightened your day, or made you think, or whatever reason for everything, right? And it's super interesting because I was all over the place about the topic today. Like I felt like I should talk about rest um, and how God calls us to rest and gives us rest. But then I felt like God was somehow leading me to like, what is your plan and what is your purpose in life? And I'm like, clearly it's not to be a famous podcaster, and yet I continue to do it because I'm just digging it, right? I'm digging that you like to listen, Susie and Paul and Brian and Leah and Trudy and Randy and Sherry and Judy. Oh my goodness, Phyllis, how are you feeling? I hope she's doing better. Anyways, you know, if you're supposed to listen, you listen. And I love giving shout outs, so I do my best. Becca, I wonder if you're still listening. Both Becca's. I have an art teacher, Becca, and a church friend, Becca. Whoever's supposed to listen, listens. That's all there is to it. And I just know that every time I do an episode, I feel like God always blesses me. And when you share what you like or didn't like or any of that kind of stuff, I feel blessed too. Well, interesting on that whole, like, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of mentality or what's your plan or purpose or what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to be remembered for? Made me think of Carol Burnett. She just turned 90 and they had a whole 90th birthday tribute to her. Not sure if you watched it. My demographic goes anywhere from 17 to 80ish and so probably the majority is closer to my age which is in the late 50s right who would believe it right with a voice like this I sound kind of like a 12 year old but whatever um I'm probably as mature as a 12 year old that's for sure but I'm truly 58 years old and a grown up although I have a little bit of a Peter Pan mentality and I love Carol Burnett. She's hilarious. She's funny. She's weird and delightful. And we grew up watching Carol Burnett and it was just a fun, like everybody liked it. It was that time where you just watched it and you laughed so hard. Tim Conway, Harvey Korman. Are you kidding me? hilarious anyways we're not all meant to be carol burnett famous and it's interesting because you know how is it that somebody like carol burnett is that famous and then you know there's other people that aren't and you know who Who gets to be super famous and who gets to do one small thing that impacts somebody's life life, and which one is more important, right? But let's get back to the stats for a minute. The first episode aired on June 16th. And 11 people listened to it. Chances are I was one of them and clearly Susie was another. God, I love my sister so much. She is just hands down my ride or die. Love you so, so much. Anyways, so 11 people listened to it. Hilarious, right? Since then, it is hands down, the one that has been listened to the most. It has like 150 some listens. Again, nothing to brag about. However, it's just interesting, right? Here's what else is interesting. You can also look at the analytics by date that people listened to any episode at all. And so on January 1st of 2023 that set it in one spot and then in another spot it was like 12 31 so obviously new, Year, new year's eve new year's day of 2023 some people had maybe listening to a podcast as a new year's resolution because 91 people listened on that day not to that specific week's podcast but to a variety of them. Like, did you just binge listening to the hippie Christian who cares? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I am busted a gut, right? On 510 of 2023, 95 plays. That was last week. So I don't know if last week's episode was compelling enough that people thought, oh, I'm going to continue listening, or maybe they were driving like I was today in Chicago, and it was just busy, and you can't really look down and change your Spotify, and it just continued to play my episode. All I know is I'm happy, and here's the thing is that let's take a look at what God says about fame, which it's like basically don't love things of this earth, right? Like fame really isn't something that you're going to read a whole lot about in the Bible. He talks about plans and purposes that he has for us and it is always seeking God first. It is pointing people to Jesus. It is loving God and loving people and those kinds of things. So that's for all of us, right? So there's nothing that says hey, I'm going to make this person famous and not you and this and that, whatever. And it's interesting because I wonder why in some areas of the Bible, somebody is called by name. And in other areas, they are just called the boy or the woman, um, or the man, you know, whatever the case may be, my brain immediately went to, the boy, um, in the new Testament, um, John's gospel, chapter six, verse nine, who was the, the young man, the boy with, um, fish and bread that ended up feeding 5,000 men. Let me just tell you that did not count the women and children. So 5,000 plus with this kid's lunch and yet we don't even know who the kid's name is, right? Like that's unheard of. Um, same with the woman who was a widow that puts her single coin in the offering and Christ points out to the disciples that she has given more than some of these, um, leaders of the church who, yes, gave a large amount of money, but in comparison to what they had, again, not called out by name. Interesting, right? And yet they are known for what they did. And it, it, and it teaches us about sharing and about giving out of, out of our, from our hearts. And I was going to say out of our abundance, but she didn't even have abundance. You know, if she gave, and it's super interesting because I was in a Bible study one time where somebody said, I feel like that was irresponsible. And I kind of busted a gut because I'm like, well, clearly you're missing the point. Because do you give without knowing where your money's going to come from next? Well, that just kind of proves. The God who says to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And we work for things like retirement and, you know, 401ks and things like that. And I get it, kind of. I'm not super financially motivated, clearly, because I would work a lot harder to promote this podcast and try to become a millionaire if I was, but... It's not the point of it here. You know, God gives us what we need. And I will tell you, when you give a little bit more than you think you can, but you know that you should, God is pretty amazing. And I'm not saying like, oh, give all your money and he'll give it back to you for sure. It doesn't work that way. And yet somehow I feel like you can't ever outgive God. When there's a long pause like that, maybe that one wasn't as long as I think it was, but two things are usually happening. One is I'm usually in need of a drink of water. And second is I'll stop the recording and then restart it so that I can get that drink of water without interrupting the podcast for me to drink water. And we all know I've done that. And the second thing is... It also helps me to get to my next point and quit like dragging out a point or going off on a tangent because I do those things as well. So these, uh, and I also like to then name each little segment. That segment is called, um, no name VIPs because clearly they're very important people that did something small that had a big impact. And even though the woman with one coin, her money didn't impact, you know, the synagogue that she was giving it to, but the impact that it had on Christ, knowing her heart, and then sharing it with the disciples, and now sharing it with all of us, makes a big difference, right? I just watched the movie Air, uh, about how Nike um got Michael Jordan to sign with them. Very cool. And so there's a part in it, and I probably shouldn't tell you, but long story short is the guy expected in this one particular scene, the guy expected to get the ball. And hilariously enough, that's what kind of a basketball fan I am. I don't even remember who that guy was but the point is he becomes sort of the decoy so that Michael Jordan can get the ball right and the um the Nike talent scout kind of guy in watching it realizes that this kid has something special this Michael Jordan and clearly Michael Jordan did have something super special like god absolutely blessed him with not only the basketball ability, but just this charisma about him. And again, Carol Burnett, Michael Jordan, like, you know, these are people that are going to be remembered for a long time for something that they did. And yet the boy with the fish and the woman with the coin make a difference too. And so we we don't really get to decide... Really, our fate in life kind of maybe you do. You know, there are people who work really, really hard to get to the top of where they're going. And in that effort, are they satisfied? I think if there is some sort of drive like that, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can have that kind of drive and have a heart for Jesus. I think so. I, I think you can, because there are certainly people we know that are of faith that also are famous and have a lot of money, and that's okay, too. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the Bible that were rich and still loved God, and it wasn't uh, um, like a conflict. I'm not sure that would work for me, you know, and maybe that's why God doesn't make me a millionaire. I don't, I don't know how that all works. Like, I don't know how God figures out who gets to be famous and who doesn't and who has a heart for Jesus and still can be famous and rich and all that kind of good stuff, but it works. My real point is there's others in the Bible that are called by name and yet aren't very well known, and yet they're called out by name in the Bible. A couple examples, and interestingly enough, all of these happen to be women, probably because I'm a girl and I like a little girl power. And it's just interesting. These are ones that have stuck in my head. One, the woman's, it's in the New Testament. I forgot to write down the specific verses but new testament um epistles probably like acts maybe or peter it's probably peter um her name is dorcas i know funny name right but the um translation of dorcas is tabitha she's a seamstress um And I would say, I'm guessing that she's like a church lady and she is known for being this amazing seamstress and basically servant of God. And everyone is very sad that she's dead and um, Peter raises her to life. And so again, does anybody really know seamstress Dorcas or is the point that you know Peter is able to raise her to life and that just shows us the power of Christ but still she is named in the Bible so for whatever reason God wanted us to know her name same with Joanna and Susanna Does the names ring a bell to you? If not, don't feel bad because they are mentioned, and I believe they're mentioned in Luke as women along with Mary Magdalene and and Mary the mother of James as women who supported Christ. Joanna supported him financially because her husband was like the financial person to Herod how weird is that like i almost feel like that puts her in some sort of jeopardy because herod wasn't a fan of christ um and susanna was somebody that christ had healed and again not necessarily known for something extremely famous and yet they are named in the bible along with in the old testament is the name tirzah both as a city and also a woman and she is named because it was a man who died and he didn't have any sons so technically I think his brother would be the one who got like his estate but Tirza steps up to the plate and says hey I think it's Moses, like, hey, Moses, you think maybe you could leave this in my family's name and let us have some of my dad's land and inheritance? And he's like, yeah, I think we can do that. So, like, girl power early. Plus, we have a member of our family named Tirza, my niece, who is amazing and a strong woman herself. So, sometimes, so why do some people get named in the Bible and others don't? Another nameless woman was the woman at the well. She was a Samaritan woman at the well. She wasn't what we call a good girl. Um, she was living with a man and had already had, I think, five husbands. And so life probably wasn't going in her favor and she meets jesus christ here's the cool part is what we know about this woman is after her encounter with christ she is absolutely transformed and she shares hey everybody this is the messiah he knew everything about me and she probably shared like and he didn't condemn me he didn't you know call me dirty names or say I was gross or, you know, didn't talk to me or didn't treat me bad or say I should get stoned because I'm breaking all these laws and blah, 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 blah. She, her testimony is responsible for getting other people to come and see who Christ is and then become saved by that and by Jesus. And it's amazing, right? Right. And so I am going to get to a point here, but first there's a new commercial. Before I wrap this all up today, I listened to a gentleman. His name is Matt Whitman and he has something called the 10 minute Bible hour. Interestingly enough, he's a podcaster and I'm sure, I'm sure his listenership is pretty high, very easy to listen to, um, has a humorous element to him and sort of a, um, pop culture to him. He, like me, and I can't even believe I'm comparing Matt Whitman to myself, but isn't trying to change anybody, but trying to share and trying to get people to unify and talk and discuss and maybe come to know the Bible a little bit more. Um, he does it in short little segments, which I think is pretty cool. Sometimes I keep mine short, sometimes I just drag a point out. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Matt Whitman, not everybody's as articulate as you are. It's, he's apologizing for doing his podcast at a Marriott courtyard and it's cracking up because he's like, I'm sure this is like, you know, really bad sound. And I'm like, Matt Whitman, have you ever listened to the hippie Christian who cares? Yeah, seriously. But all of us have a different plan and a different purpose and we use our gifts to the best of our ability. And I'm okay with that. Even though I sound like I'm not, I would suggest listening to, um, Matt Whitman and the 10-Minute Bible Hour, either as a podcast or if you go on YouTube, he's got some cool videos and he does some cool stuff. Anyways, I was introduced to him by Pastor Mark Renner and I just really enjoyed him. And so I decided to listen and it was good stuff. And he does, I was cracking up because I thought, Boy, should I change some things about what I do and how I do it? And the answer is like, no, just you be you. Like, I get to do this podcast just comfortably how I think I should. And we all get to, that was me like slamming my hand down, making a point. Uh, but again, raw, unedited, it is what it is. And in for those of you who listen, you seem to like it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I sing, and some, not very often though, because we all know I sing really bad. And sometimes I have a little pop culture in there, and sometimes I try to make you laugh. Sometimes, and I've got to stop saying I'm hilarious because I think most people don't think I'm hilarious. I think I'm hilarious, so I think I'm better off saying like I'm just goofy and weird. Speaking of goofy, did you know that's my my favorite Disney character? On the few occasions that I've been to Disney as an adult, and mostly because I traveled there for work and I have an amazing niece who works there, and so then we do Disney together. Super fun. Anyways, I find myself way more excited to see Goofy than I am even Mickey Mouse. That's just a son of a son. That's just a fun sidebar fact, right? So why did I bring up Matt Whitman? Only because there's a plan and a purpose for all of us. And for some of us, it's going to include some fame and our name being known. And for others, yeah, our name might be out there, but it might not have the same kind of significance as Carol Burnett, right? Or Matt Whitman or Michael Jordan. I'm just saying, it's okay. We are who we are and we are called by God for a plan and a purpose, I think it's cool because I identify with Carol Burnett because of childhood memories. My mom loved Carol Burnett and often referred to herself as more of a Carol Burnett whereas she had some friends that she would be like, oh yeah, that friend was kind of like Liz, Elizabeth Taylor and I'm more of a Carol Burnett. But who wouldn't want to hang out with Carol Burnett, right? And for sure, who wouldn't want to hang out with my mom? Anyways, but I also really identify with the woman at the well, too. And how Jesus does call us by name and talks to us and loves us and pours his grace and mercy on us. The scripture I want to leave with you is Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose and our job is to ask God what our purpose is and sometimes it's a secular purpose in which we can point people to Jesus that's cool right sometimes it's a corny podcast that 27 people listen to, but God wants them to hear something in that, that he loves them, that he he is so in love with you, and that he wants you to feel his grace and his mercy all the time, and that he knows your name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for listening, everybody. You are important to me. And I'm going to do a little tug on my ear and just tell you all that I am so glad we had this time together.